0: And welcome back to the Luxury of Self-Care podcast. I'm your host, Anastasia, and welcome to a, I guess you could say it's going to be a little bit of a session of honesty. And I want to start first and foremost by saying... I hope everyone had a fabulous Mother's Day. I hope you tuned into Emily Nichols' episode. I had her on on Monday and she talks a lot about her self-care journey and that has to do with like being a mom. So it just seems so appropriate to have her on the platform for y'all to go check out her podcast, Self-Transformed, because we just talked a lot about self-care being a trigger word, right? I constantly say it really does look differently on each of us individually so I wanted to chat today about boundaries with our parents so yes we just celebrated Mother's Day and yes we just applauded all of our moms and just fixated on all the wonderful things that they do for us and applauded some of my friends who are our newer moms you know or or this is our first year being a mom. And since the platform really caters to a lot of my 26 to 36-year-olds out there, and that's the demographic of a majority of the listeners listening to this show, I feel that you can all kind of attest and understand that boundaries are something that are so hard to do with your family and i just find it coming up more and more and more i've hit this weird plateau you know my fiance is still not here i'm surrounded by my family daily i've lived nowhere close to my family since i was 18 years old and now i've lived with in the same vicinity in the same area i'm seeing them consistently for the past i guess almost coming up on a year as the, as we approach the summer And what I wanted to acknowledge before I really dive deep into creating those boundaries and setting these boundaries, I want to say it first of all, I love my family. My parents are absolutely wonderful, but they're also freaking nuts. And I know that they listen to this show too, and they tune in sometimes. And I I want to say that we all can attest to in a way that our families are absolutely wonderful, but they also drive us mad. I see it, with my grandparents, the way that, you know, my dad's relationship was, is with them. And it, it, it's just this constant cycle, right? So as I'm thinking about Mother's Day and I was listening to Emily Nichols and chatting with my friends, I wanted to use some of these examples of what I've realized have really helped me and helped create this new boundary, this new understanding as I've evolved here in my time here in Lancaster, what I've noticed worked, what I've noticed doesn't work, So I wanted to give you a little bit of a rundown through a couple different stories of how we can create those boundaries where I have found success and and the reason behind the why of that success. So to start off, one of the things that I worked on with my coach today that I really had to resonate with, and this is not to deter anything about family. But the oddest thing is, is that if you lost your parents tomorrow which would be devastating and horrible the truth of the matter is you do not need them anymore to survive for so long we relied on them for everything right we as mammals we have we as humans as babies as infants like we will not survive unless we have our parents or or someone taking care of us correct so noticing that there's that shift first like i'm watching my friends wash their babies and you know mold them and shape them into the adults that they will become while most of them are like 5 and under at this point and thinking of them with their relationship with their kids now as opposed to what their relationships with their kids are going to look like 25 years from now fast forward is to like me as an almost 33 year old woman and how we have to re we reintroduce ourselves, basically, to our families. Noticing that when we come back as adults, when we're here as adults, our parents still try to make us... They, they try to, like, guilt trip us into some of our choices. Or they they try to point out that, like, we're making not good choices. Sometimes this happens. And and if any of you out there are like, oh, my God, yes, girl, my mom does this shit to me, too. It, it's so frustrating, right? Like, it can be so agitating because you're like I have made so many adult choices on my own without your input and have been successful and these we want our parents to be proud of us we want to include our parents we want to involve our parents we want our parents to be proud of us but again the reality is is if they were not here tomorrow we could still survive and that's such a harsh reality and when when my coach said that to me today I was just like God, like that, that really hit me home because it made me really sad to think if they weren't here, but it also kind of oddly enough also made me feel a little bit relieved because I do, I, I overshare. So that's one of the first things I noticed when I first got back, I was oversharing. I was sharing far too much about my personal choices, my personal life, and I was getting so much judgment and so much energy and you know, we just have to realize that we cannot accept advice from unhappy people. So if I feel that my personal relationship with Douglas is perfect, amazing, obsessed, I don't know how anyone could understand our love because it is so, something that I've never personally experienced before. I met him and but I cannot take advice about my relationship with him and the choices I make about our relationship, like going to visit him this weekend or, or um, all the pushback that we've been getting from the Navy and was it a good choice for us to be together. I mean, all these choices, right? They are our choices because they are our life. And at the end of the day, We only know what's best for us, not our parents, which is such a hard pill to swallow because at one point they did know what's best for us. They did help guide us, but we have reached the point that we don't need them anymore. So constantly reminding ourselves after each time that we see them that like we need to bring ourselves back to center and we can't take anything that they say personally we, do, we just can't. We can't take anything that they say um, personally. We can't take anything that they say seriously because they are living their life, right? I always say, speak from I. They're living the life that they lived with the consequences and the circumstance that they had and their experience and their opinion on the choices I'm making, but they don't know my life because they haven't walked a day in my shoes. They don't know your life. Your parents have not walked a day in your shoes. So we cannot take advice from them with our given circumstances. They didn't go through a pandemic, They didn't maybe go through a divorce or maybe they did go through a divorce and you're in a happy marriage or, you know, there's so many things. I mean, the list could go on and on to personalize it for you and yourself as I have tried to personalize it for me and myself. So in the beginning, I noticed I overshared when I first came home. That was like my biggest mistake. I was sharing far too much about my personal life. And then that gave them opportunity to point out and fixate on and pick apart choices that I was making, which then made me feel guilty, which made me feel uh wasn't making the right choices which made me feel as if I couldn't make the right choices or maybe it made me like reanalyze everything instead of just saying like no I know it's best for me but thanks so much for your input but no thanks because I gave too much information so try to find a buddy to share with if your partner's not here with you like mine isn't right now just chat with your friends about stuff when you really need to like go out and and do that don't overshare it with your parents because it just opens up room and space for them to bring you down, and that's not their intention. Their intention is always to help. Their intention is their intention is to provide. That, that is what parents do. They don't want you to be miserable, but they we can't invite that negativity into our space. Okay. Secondly, I noticed something that I've done consistently is I'll get on the phone with my mom after a certain time and I used to do this like wherever I was living and we made a cap and it's not a negative thing but it's like if mom calls after 8 p.m we don't pick it up because I don't know what her evening entailed I don't know if it was um a bunch I don't know if she was drinking too much. I don't know if she got into an argument that night. Like sometimes there was, it was just like if it's consistent and I know we're in a bad place, I wasn't allowed to pick up the phone after 8 p.m. because it just, it made space and time for negative energy while I was trying to decompress and self-care for my evening, whether that was just like having some time to myself. You have to find, my point is, is it doesn't have to be after 8 p.m., but just you don't always have to answer their phone calls. We can allow things to go to voicemail. We can get back to them when we can because sometimes you're in this perfect, beautiful aura energy that you've created for yourself. You've just taken a nice bath, you've got the candles lit, you are maybe rubbing in some like C B D lotion or whatever it is. You're you're pouring your first glass of wine, you're finally relaxed. And, and you need to turn it off. You need to turn off anything else and you need to stay with yourself or you need to stay with your family. So sometimes knowing when there are moments that we aren't and should not engage. And, and I had learned for me personally in my own life experience is after like 7, 8 p.m., I know that there is much more opportunity for an argument to happen as opposed to chatting midday. And thirdly, to kind of spin off of that as well, when we get into arguments, right, so our parents know how to push our buttons best, all of our loved ones know how to push our buttons best. One of the things that I notice that I do that is a reflection of my mother is low blows. We're massive on the low blows. I've done it to Douglas. I, I feel awful about it when I do it, looking back on it, but that's, that's a natural thing reactionary reaction that comes up for me is it's not one upping it's like negative awful low blows and when my mom and I fight fire with fire with low blow after low blow after low blow what I notice is that it's this pattern where I am reminding her I am a toddler and hear me out on this so when a toddler I'm watching my friends with their kiddos right now and they're you know screaming and whining and and being ridiculous you send them to their room so they can either cool off or you ignore them completely and you let them fade it out right so if my mother gives me a low blow and I go back with that and I go back with that and I go back and we keep going back forth back forth back forth back forth all that that looks like is me being a toddler all over again as a 32 year old woman so I'm not gaining adult respect for her at all and so I had received a negative text message and this was a few months ago. I No, it was a few weeks ago and I received, you know, a very aggressive, reactionary, um, assumption-based text message. And I was like, this is not what I need right now and moved on and called Douglas and we monologued for like three hours about what, that text message did and how I was like my mom's fucking crazy like she's a psycho like she's bipolar like all the things that I need to say she's one of those things mom I love you but like all the things that I needed to say in that moment to release that that energy that I could have easily text back and done to her Which in turn, then I got in the car with her the next day. We had gone to get some vaccines for Miko and we went to the pet store and got some goodies for her. And as she was taking me back home, I looked at her and I was like, mom, I got to ask you something. I was like, what was your intention here with this text message? And she went into an array of the reasons why. And it seemed like she didn't have the best evening. You know, um, she had an argument with my stepfather and I was like, "Okay, great. And I was like, I need you to understand that when you do things like this, it means that A, you don't respect me as an adult, B, you don't respect my decisions, and C, you're using me as a punching bag to make me feel yourself feel better when someone else is bringing you down. None of those things are okay for you to put that energy onto me, right? Like as we looked back at this, and of course she was super apologetic about it, but like in the end, this is a conversation I'm going to have with her probably 50 more times, but I at least mature as a mature adult responded in a way that was much tougher to not react back right away with like a jab, 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 jab and go into a whole argument through text messages and then probably a phone call of blowing up and hanging up. I then was able to understand, realize how I needed to approach the situation and then come back to her as an adult asking for respect, because we can't ask for respect when we're just yelling back. Does that make sense? So if we're constantly just yelling back and saying like, oh, well, you should have, you should have, or blah, 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 this or blah, 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 that, we're not going to gain any respect from them. And that's the goal. At the end of the day, that's, that's what we want. In turn, we want them to treat us like adults, not like their children. So we have to make adult choices, which I know, unfortunately, that means that we have to take the bigger step. And so that's a third thing I've learned. I've, I've seen so much more success when I pause, wait, maybe use my partner or a friend to deflect and analyze and be angry about that moment in time, which eventually that part won't even have to happen, and then approach the situation again once more as an adult, as a respected adult, asking for adult respect and just being able to conclude that moment in time like an adult, right? Because that's what we're asking to be. With my dad, um, you know, I've always been daddy's little girl. He always wants to protect me. And my parents both have very different ways of showing me love. My mom's love language is 1000% gifts. I think sometimes she then uses that as, oh, well, like I got her these things and I, I, and she'll say that, in response to, you know, my stepdad flipping out that she's spending too much money or or something like that. But I never asked for those gifts, but that's the way that my mom likes to show that she she loves me and she acknowledges me and and she she just loves to give gifts. That's just been her love language for forever. I think she's very apparent in all the other love languages, but gift giving is definitely her main form of love language. And for my father, I I don't even know. I guess I can't really figure out what his is, but I had a conversation with him. He was a little upset that I was going down to see Douglas, and he was like, "Well, I think that you would be much better off by making money at home for those four, you know those days that you're taking off. Okay, so at the end of the day, I'm missing out on I'm missing out on 20 hours of work, I think, I think total. It's about 20 hours of work. In the grand scheme of things, that does not matter. Money does not matter. People matter right money does not matter people matter like we all want happiness in the end right whether that whatever that happiness looks like to you personally to me my happiness is eventually I want a house that I feel like I can own and afford it doesn't have to be insanely lavish but I want a nice house I want a. I I want a decent car I want something reliable I want my kids to have a good amount of stuff I, I want to be able to go out to dinner here and there I, I don't think that that's asking too much I'm not saying that I need to live in a mansion and have a yacht and a private jet like That is not, to me, that's not my end goal. That doesn't, that's not happy. I want all those things and then I want to have a happy, fulfilled marriage. The truth of the matter is neither my mom or my father are still together. So how am I supposed to take advice from people who don't even have the things that I want for my future? So that was that aha moment. I was like, oh my gosh, I've been sitting here expecting to take advice from people who don't even have my end goal. And that was like this big moment and I thought it was like this big shift and it's, it's not bad. I, what they have is great for them, but it's not great for me. And that's, what's bringing us back to what I'm trying to say again is nobody knows what's best for you, but you, nobody knows what's best for me, but me, my choices, everything I do, I'm going to make right ones. I'm going to make wrong ones. You're going to make right ones. You're going to make wrong ones but you made those choices for your life and you are going to learn from them so then you can make a different choice next time or you can make the same choice because you're in a similar situation. So we cannot take advice from people who don't have our end goals. As much as we want to prove something to our parents, as much as we want to share with them, as much as we want them to celebrate with us, it's almost like that Buddhist mentality of, We need to like expect nothing. And then if something great happens, awesome. Like that, I know that that's crazy, but like that's, that's the truth of the matter. So my dad had recently said like that he didn't think that I should go there and we had this conversation and I was like, man, dad, I am in love with this human. He is my fiance. He left in August. He came home for eight days during Christmas, proposed to me, and now I haven't seen him again for over five months. Like Where in that realm is, does it not justify me taking 20 hours off of work in your mind to go see them? And then again, that aha moment popped in and I said, in no way, shape or form is this meaning to offend you or being a low blow, but I can't not take relationship advice from someone who has not been in a relationship for 25 plus years. My dad has been single for 25 plus years and although he's wonderful and perfect and fabulous and I fucking love my dad, I can't take relationship advice from him anymore because his end goal for me then would look like living in a home by myself. That's not what personally, that is not what I want and my dad wanted to have kids and he just felt like he had the kids and when the marriage didn't work out, he was like, I don't really want to go through that again. I don't want to be with someone else again. And he knows what's best for him. I can't sit here and say, man, dad, you must be so lonely. I'm not going to put that energy into his life. He can do whatever the heck he wants. It's his life. He should be able to make his own decisions. We are in the driver's seat of our own life, not our parents. Our parents aren't the drivers anymore. They've lost that privilege since 18, right? Since they or whenever they stop paying for your bills for some of you that maybe they paid for your way through college. And I just want us to remember that what what the last, here's the last one, right? So I just want us to remember that we need to put money, all that money and everything. We cannot put that before each other. So one of my biggest things that I'm always stressed about, I'm like, oh my God, yeah, I am. I'm missing out on those 20 hours of work. I also had to think to myself like, oh my God, 20 hours of work. We have to give in order to get. And I needed to give back my time and space. And I need to be there for Doug to cheerlead for him for a little bit. And I need to give that time to him. So then that way he can get back. He needs, he needs to get back a little bit right now and the money will come back because I'm going down there to make the choice to see him. Like it will come back. It's not here right now. It's not going to come into my bank account in a week, but the money opportunity will pop up to make that money back. I've always had money. I've always had a roof over my head. I've always had transportation. I've never starved. Like, like, I know that in my dad's opinion that would mean that I'm only surviving but I don't know. I I think in many ways in life I'm also thriving in ways that he doesn't know and wouldn't understand and I think there's so many ways in life that he has thrived that I wouldn't understand because it's not my life and you know his life is not my life and my life is not his. So lastly I wanted to point out something that wasn't my own personal journey but my girlfriend and her husband have two wonderful children and um I was over with them and he told he was saying something like we moved back here because her parent like the deal was her parents said that they were going to watch our kids and like help us out and And not necessarily like do a full daycare service, but there was that with them. And then I have another friend who her mother's wonderful and her mother has been helping take care of her oldest while she's been with her newborn. So anytime she's like frustrated a little bit, she's able to like pick up the phone and call her and she takes her away, which is hard. It's really hard to watch two friends that have two completely different situations. And not that any of those grandparents love those kids any less. It's just... We need to remember that like you bring us bringing kids onto this earth. We cannot rely on our on our parents to help. Right. Again, the Buddhist mentality expect that they're going to do nothing. And then when they actually come through and they'll watch your kids. So you and your husband can go on a date night. Then like fucking awesome. Right. Like like win. Check. Check one. But we can't expect for that to be the case. And my one other girlfriend said to me that like she'll move around her entire schedule, naps, um, eating schedule, when she's going to work because she's working remotely from home and she is a newborn as well because her mom will say like, hey, I'll come and I'll I'll watch the kid kids and like this is when I'll be there and blah, 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 blah. And then she'll call when she's supposed to be there and she's like, oh, I'm just getting on the road and mind you, she lives like an hour and a half away. So that's insanely frustrating because now my one friend has completely changed her day, completely changed her schedule, assuming that her mom was going to follow through and come down and help her out and watch her kids. But she just ended up like completely, massively, destructively ruining the plans of the day, which took her I don't know how many more hours to figure out. You know which what to make it work, to make it work in a different way so that scheduled time would work because you know babies nap and I think we need to continue to go on living our day and then when things come in like if our parents do decide to come at noon and the kids are having a nap we're like sorry they're napping like sorry that's it just is what it is don't move around your schedule for them so that was what I was trying to say is as I saw these these navigate we're navigating around our parents schedule and we're at the mercy of them again where we need to say no this is the schedule if you can make it work around this time or if you want to come at this time unfortunately the baby will be napping or or whatever because it gives you back the power of, remember this is your life and these are your kids and they're coming over to your home so I think that was like the biggest underline I realized. I thought, oh, okay, you know, <laughs> as my the first friend I was telling you about, he'll look out the window every day across the street and he's like, you know, their parents are always there. They come over all the time. They see their grandkids every day. They both have full-time jobs, but like we don't get any help. And it's so frustrating because I know that the help would be so wonderful and appreciated and it's so much better to have help from family than to have help from a random sitter, to have help from – um you know dropping your kids off at daycare or whatever but at the same point we need to realize that it's not their responsibility but we do need to take the power back because again I don't have kids of my own but we need to take the power back and say that this is our schedule so because my parents have keys to my place because I they own the building and I'm managing the building they come in, they, they pop in. My mom has come around the corner. I can't tell you how many times and I'm completely butt ass naked, ready to get in the shower and and I'm in the middle of like, or I'm in the middle of a self-care routine. And I mean, God forbid if I was in the middle of like masturbating or in the middle of having sex if my partner was here. But you, I think what my point is, is that we need to share with them that like, this is our home. Right. So this is our home. This is my schedule. And these are the times you can come over because there's a lot of times that they'll tell me when they're going to come. And I'm like, "No, no, 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 that doesn't work with my schedule. This is when I'm available. So be sure to have that conversation. Let them know when you're when you're available. So I know that that's So many different tips that I gave you and so many different arrays, but it's just a couple different stories that I've collectively realized, ways that I can create a little bit more boundaries, still show love, still show support, but also gain respect and ask to be treated like an adult and not to be treated like a teenager still in their household living under their rules. I would love to hear if you have any feedback about this episode. Again, I really want to share. My my parents are wonderful. I absolutely freaking love them. And I, I'm sure your parents are wonderful too and you love them too. But we, we all have... In some way, shape, or form, some type of boundary issues that we need to deal with with family and with our parents. And all it's going to do in the end is prosper more loving and a more wonderful and a more adult relationship with them, full of respect, full of everything that you want out of your family. I promise you that. So it's going to be a constant working thing. I know this isn't the last conversation I'm going to have about this with my family. And I definitely, it's definitely not the first. So try some of these things out. And again, if there's anything that like is really resonating with you, please, please, please reach out to me in a DM. Tell me, tell me your favorite part about one of the stories that I said, and I will catch you all I'm actually not going to be here next Monday I'm not going to do an episode on Monday because I'm finally going to visit Douglas and I I really just want to sulk in that time and space and not be dealing with trying to edit anything in the middle of that but you will get a new episode on Thursday I promise you that and then I have to create even more boundaries with the podcast I have to let you all know that starting in June I am going to be bringing it down to one a week I have so many ideas that I want to stretch and evolve the platform with and in order to do that since I am a one woman team I'm going to have to be pulling back just a little bit to free up a little bit more of my time by doing one episode a week. So then that way I can fixate on evolving and growing. So that'll be happening in June. So it's not gonna be happening just yet. But if you have any feedback that you're like, oh my God, please keep the Monday slot. I absolutely love listening to the show on Mondays or please keep the please keep the Thursday slot. I really love the Thursday episodes. I am considering Tuesday because I think Tuesday is a great day because Monday is just a big catch-up day, I think, for everyone after the weekend, but Tuesday could be a great day to have as a permanent slot. But yeah, we're coming up here. This is episode number 92. We're coming up on episode 100, and that's probably right around the time that we'll be going down to the one Um a week, But remember, all the content that has happened in the past is all still there for you to listen to if you haven't listened to it already. But I just want to say thank you so much, really, truly from the bottom of my heart. If you love this show, do me a favor right now. Take a screenshot. Tag me in it on Instagram. Put on your story at rumor underscore in underscore St. Petersburg or hashtag the luxury of self-care. Anytime you're doing a self-care activity, share the podcast with a friend. If this has been something that's like really bringing joy to your day and your life. Amazing. I'm so grateful that, that this is doing that for you. And if you feel that a friend would really benefit from this show, send it their way and be, be my self-care warriors out there. Be my voices out with, with your friends and family and and keep tuning into the luxury of self-care podcast. Again, subscribe to the show. If you haven't done so already, please go ahead and give me that five star rating and a review or any topics that you ever want to know about. You can always send them my way. I love hearing from y'all and I'm just very grateful that this platform has continued to grow. So I want to grow with it and I want to evolve it. And I can do that by creating a little bit more free time and free space for me to do that by coming down to one a week. So have an amazing rest of your week. If you have any feedback on days that you would absolutely love to hear. The podcast launched if you're really determined to keep it on a certain day because it really fuels your week and your self-care routine, please let me know and I will keep that in mind when I choose a date and I'll let you know that by the end of the month as June will be the beginning of the launch of the one-a-weeks. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Now go get on some self-care for yourself, my friend. All the love to you. In addition, you can find me and all updates on the show on Instagram at rumor underscore in underscore St. Petersburg. Yep, just like the Universal film Anastasia